Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from May the 30th, 1992. If you are listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the thumbs up icon. This episode, Doc, drops the week before Thanksgiving. That means now through Sunday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday weekend, whatever it's called, which is November 29th. Our Patreon is on sale. So if you sign up with the annual option, you get two months for free when you go annual. If you're currently month to month, you can go annual. I'll talk more about that in the show, though. For now, Doc's here. We're waiting on Hopper. Doc, how are you? Welcome welcome aboard. I'm doing great, as always. Um, Blessed and about to be a blessing for the next, I don't know, hour or so. Anyway... Uh, so this is the next week is the, is the Thanksgiving episode, right? Next week is the Thanksgiving episode. If I've got this calculated correctly. Okay, man. Th- th- I don't even know what to talk about tonight. Cause, cause I'm pretty sure the Cowboys are, are going to be about seven and two when this comes out. But right now <laughs> we're four and two. Um, <laughs> the world series will be over and we're in it, Michael. Yeah, you just might as well just say it. They, The Rangers won game seven against Houston last night as of us recording this. So that'll tell you so we might, how far we out might this be is being recorded. Champions. We might be world might. champions for the first time ever. Now, let me ask you, because this will put you on the record in a good way. Who are you rooting for? Because right now in real life, game seven is on in the National League. Would you prefer that? I mean, you're a big time sports fan and certainly a baseball aficionado. <laughs> Are you rooting for Arizona or Philadelphia for the Rangers to take on? I don't know enough about either team to know who I should root for, to be honest with you. Well, here's the thing no matter who wins, we have home field advantage. How about that? Yeah, that was the, that, I was going to, I'm glad you said that because. I know that much that it doesn't matter who wins that series. The Rangers have home field. Now we just played a series where the home team won zero games. So I don't know what that means, but right, right, right. I think I'm rooting for Arizona and here's why. Cause it's Philly, Philly and you hate Philadelphia. A hundred percent. And so like the <laughs> team of the Phillies, I know more of those players. So I respect their action and they seem kind of fun. 
but I'll be damned if I want to lose a, a championship series to the Cretans that live and inhabit and infest <laughs> the city of Philadelphia. So let's just take care of them now. <laughs> to be honest, I don't care who we beat as long as we beat them. But I can't, you know, I mean, I just don't want good things for those people. I'm sorry. Those people. Jesus. Now, here's another thing. And this, I need to, I need to talk to all the brothers out there. Can I do that? Is that okay? Sure. All right. Because this is how all the brothers out there know that I'm with you more than one of your own in the menace here. Because tonight, whatever, what day is this? The 20 something somethings? You mean What's the today? actual day we're the recording 24th. this? Yeah, the 24th of October. Tonight is a big night for all the brothers. And oh, NBA. Okay, yeah, of course. The NBA kicks off. The second best sports league in the world behind the NFL. And uh, Harper's on now. So let me just say right now that the the Nuggets and the Lakers have just kicked off the league. It's halftime in real time. I get real excited about the NBA I uh, love it. It's it's a wonderful sport in a wonderful league filled with us uh, Christian gentlemen uh, applying their craft. <laughs> and so, gentlemen basketball players, yeah, Christian athletes doing uncatholic right. things on the road. Right. Well, that's on the road. It doesn't count. And so, uh, there's just so much going on in the world of, of sports in real time, and we're so out of whack with our scheduling. So. Hopefully, uh, while not timely, you do find this update to be entertaining on some level. Um, Harper's on. Is Harper Harper's on? Harper, hey, uh, how how you how you doing, sir? I'm fine. Doing fine. Um, I want to give you plenty of opportunity to think about this for the end of the show. Do you feel as if you should be uh, maybe this week talking about? The next Wildcat show. It's uh, the Revolution Rumble. Yeah, that's like the twelfth one, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have? Do you have? Do you have action there? We have a lot. To, look, we'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll just need the edge of it. I don't care oh about God. the promotion. I'm talking about your stable, your faction. Do you? What? Do you have action? I do. Okay. What action are you doing, Jackson? No, no. What are you doing at the show? You got to come and find out. Are you managing somebody? Yes. Is it Matt Lancey? No. No, Matt's no. been out. He fell through a fucking ceiling. Oh, no. Yeah. No, he, no that's for a shoot. He so he fell through die. a shoot. He fell through a shoot ceiling? Yeah. Yeah, like for real. not a part of a wrestling angle. He, he yeah, he, he had a terrible accident. Yeah, He's lucky. He felt, He's, yeah. He felt like 10 well, feet. For the fucking like a, it was like AEW, but like not getting paid for it. And he's a big fella, so that's got you know that's a lot of falling, right? Yeah, it wasn't a part of a wrestling angle, is what I'm saying. This yeah. was like something that this it was an accident that happened yeah. to him. He wasn't jumping off of anything, nothing like <laughs> that. Like somebody gonna say, "What the fuck is he doing jumping off of something?" No, no, he was living a civilian life and fell off of something ten feet in the air. That that yeah. So, yeah. We, we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, Harper, can you tell us who you're managing, or is that part of the surprise of the show? Uh, Ryan Davidson, the okay. Texas Bear. 
You would love them. Um, well, I like all things from Texas except the city of Houston. This, Houston is like the Philadelphia of Texas. Well, um, I mean, you would definitely wow. hate him. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's a Houstonian. Oh, yeah. Well, put some ether on your rag and put him to sleep. Turn on him. So we have a, where is this show going to be held? If we have people that are thinking about traveling in, getting a little pre-Thanksgiving Wildcat in, where, where will y'all be partying at uh, for this? Particular what, what's the date of this show, Hopper? Doc's trying to sell this and it's probably yeah, gonna air. I don't, it, it's at Bonneville. Go on the fucking Wild Book Facebook page. If you're really shit. Fuck. <laughs> this just proves to everybody out there that even the master of setting Harper up for the assist doesn't always get it right. It's that simple. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting. I mean, fuck. Actually, hold on. Hold on. I, I, this... I'm going to be all fucking Wi-Fi. Because, okay, it's September, November 18th at Bonneville High School. You want the address, too? 2801 no. Drive in Kenner, Louisiana, 70065. <laughs> you want to write them a fucking letter. Okay, is there any are there any big names coming in from outside the promotion for this? No. <laughs> He's All right. Saltier by the minutes. Fuck. Well, I, I know I'm gonna keep him going here so that it'll carry over into the rest of the show. Uh, oh. uh now so Harper is a baseball guy. Game seven is on right now in the National League. Our Rangers, Mike and I's Rangers are in the World Series, who do you believe the Rangers would match up best against? Arizona or Philadelphia? Uh, Arizona. That's what I think, too. But Mike wants Philly to win for some weird reason. I think he thinks it's good for the show. I, I think it's good for the uh, for the TV uh, ratings because Arizona yeah, has no fucking fan base at all. You saw where the tickets for the Phillies games on like StubHub and shit, were going for like a hundred and something dollars for the cheapest tickets in Arizona. They were going for nine fucking dollars. Wow! To go to an NLCS game, cheaper. It was it brought. It's it, it was cheaper than going to the fucking movies. So fucking that right there tells you that's about their fucking fan base, dude. Nine fucking yeah, that's dollars. Not good. Yeah, we want to go there. Like... The stadium. Will... The stadium will be empty. We want to go there, Mike. No, that sounds like if 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 Arizona went to the series, that a lot of Rangers fans would be That's going right. to away games. That's what I'm saying. We want to go if to the Arizona tickets are that so we can cheap. get our fans in there. And I saw where the Phillies fans were just going up there buying them just so they have empty fucking seats. Because it's fucking $9, <laughs> bro. It's $9. That's the kind of... That's the kind of crap these people pull. <laughs> these I can't stand Philly. Nine okay, so, dollars. That right there. Well, they're, goes, they, fuck you. they're greasing the, the light poles tonight in Philly. You know, that oh. tells you all you need to know. Yeah. All right. So, Mike, huh. we have a couple of uh, five star reviews. Would you like to. Uh, I don't know. Blow ourselves, I guess. Sure, um, if you want to put it like that. So, first one comes from Podcast Attic, and it was submitted by Young Samson 9062 He says, 
Listen to you guys every week and put your commentary at the top with Cornette. Mike is correct. Salty Hopper is the best. Keep up the good work and book it. Salty Hopper is the greatest. Then how um, do you know that's a guy? Yeah, Mike. Mike, you shouldn't be just, uh, what do you call it, Doc? Judging ge- he's assuming yes. genders. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit, you. Wow. And I, Where do I you love hide the fact. The hood? Where do you hide love, the hood? I love the fact that Hopper just turned into Deep State Hopper when he started talking just now. So don't move, Hopper. You sound great. That sounded like Rodney Dangerfield's salty Harper. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, told my wife to help find a neighborhood. I told her to stay indoors. Hey. <laughs> See? By the way, Doc, we got a five-star review a couple weeks back. We read it on the show. It had a really strange number in it. It was 100992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. 642. Okay. okay, so just so you know, the reason that that was like that is uh, this gentleman's name is Joe. He's blind, um, and he submitted that, and he just randomized the, I guess the way he had to submit it, it just randomized the the name, uh, the way he did it for whatever reason, uh, you know, because I guess he's blind. So he just wanted to say thanks for reading it, and That's he appreciated nice. it. And hold on, you're going to love this. Uh-oh. You're going to love this part. <laughs> um, also, uh, he, this was part of an email he sent me. We like to joke about what it sounds like uh, banging a deaf girl on the show. And again, this gentleman's blind. Y'all know what it sounds like when you're banging a blind girl. Uh-huh. And in, qu- in quotes, he's got, who's there? Say something. Come on. <laughs> That's nice. This is coming from a man who's blind. I'm not making yeah. fun of my That's people. I'm reading his email. Anyway, he had emailed me several weeks ago saying he was a new listener. This is back in uh, early October. New listener, loves the show. He's been going through everything, and all the shows, and and he just loves what we do. So he submitted that joke about being blind versus. All right. What's well, we have. To mean? <laughs> Their eyes don't work. They can't see. Your voice doesn't work. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Would you like to play a game? Why does he sound like Andre the Giant all of a sudden? Oh, Hulk Hogan. Ho, 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 ho. Now, let me tell you something, brother. All right. Speak to me in English if you're going to talk to me, dude. Remember that? During a press conference for, for, for uh, WrestleMania? This is. Certainly going to be a wild ride this evening. It's going to be a fun show. Um, I started talking to him in French at first. I, you, thank you. Okay, um, just, you know, yeah. I don't like yeah. the, the AWWEF. We got one more five-star review here. It is from DST22. He I've says the. One. Okay, you want to read it or you want me to? What's the title of it? The title says, the only wrestling podcast you will ever need. That's Go true. ahead, read it, Doc. If you could care less about the Civil War and modern-day wrestling and yearn for the days when wrestling was wrestling, then the BTT podcast is for you. These guys bring the real sports entertainment with shenanigans aplenty. 
Mike, Doc, and Harper are the perfect team bringing wrestling knowledge, old school psychology, and flips and dives that will have you rolling on the floor and begging for more. Yeah. Yeah. People give a shit about ratings, dude. Every time I open up my phone, it's this is the ray. Who gives a fuck? Just watch it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Fuck. For real. Dude, imagine when fucking we were kids, we were sitting, oh, God, what was the ratings for Saturday, Saturday night's main event? Oh, God. They had this. Who gives a fuck? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and every goddamn yeah. wrestling page, they, oh, I got it. Nobody was at the AEW show. I got it. They have no fucking crowd. I got it. Fuck. Yeah. yeah that's on Twitter. You got to stay off Twitter. I'm tired of seeing it. Oh, look at all the empty seats. Yeah, we know, motherfucker. It's like last night on Facebook, every two seconds, Houston, we have a problem. Shut the fuck. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, they Actually, did. You're the first person to think that up. <laughs> He's salty. It's so awesome. And then it's they so got like awesome. some some fucking Halloween decoration that, that I get tagged in fifty million fucking times where someone's got a fucking Undertaker and Paul Bearer on their front fucking lawn. I'm like, great. Now now I'm gonna get tagged in this fifty fucking times. And sure enough, it fucking happens. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think people just want to include you in things, Harper. Yeah, but it's like, dude, I've seen it. By the time you tag me in it, I've seen it a thousand times already. Okay. Bro, he's not That's the price you pay for being a star, though, man. Yeah, whatever. That's right. You can't eat a meal in peace. Come on, you know better. I know. Fuck. You, the, the public owns you now. No, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Um, well, this ought to be an interesting episode because I was ready to hear Harper's take on this when it was just normal voiced Harper. But now that Deep State Harper has shown up, this is going to be a special evening. And you, this is got, why we don't uh, do any pre-show planning is because it would would be worthless to do because you just got to take what comes when it comes. Right, Mike? Yeah, real quick, because you, you forgot one thing. Two new patrons, Cliff. And James L., thanks for signing up and thanks for becoming patrons. And you, too, can be like Cliff and James by becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. The only way to get access to our last pay-per-view, Wrestle War, and all the other 400-plus shows on the Patreon feed. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Now we can get well, into Saturday Harper night. and I don't have to do Beach Blast, right? Uh, you don't have to do Beach Blast, and Clash of the Champions is already done. No, we're not. I uh, already got them squared away. No need for you to do it. Already recorded. You want to talk about some wrestling now, or are we going to complain about... I love wrestling. It just, okay. it, you know, how many empty seats are in this place? <laughs> what were the ratings this night? You know, Hopper was just saying something interesting, though, um, before we get into the show. I don't know where he went. He disappeared. Yeah, he's gone. I don't know where he's at, um, but he was saying something really, really interesting. When we were young, we, I, I kind of get why the internet community or whatever the hell you want to call wrestling fans now, 
bicker back and forth. I mean, I get it. But when we used to flip through channels and find some wrestling, mm. we didn't give a shit if it did a better rating. Oh, that was hey, the Harper, best day of my I'm, week. I'm glad, I'm glad you... I don't know what happened, but hear me out. I was about to start talking about one thing you said. Remember when you were saying, like, back in the day we watched wrestling, we weren't worried about ratings? Yeah. So, for for the record, you know, before I say what I'm about to say, AEW is just totally just turned me off. I really don't care what they do. Yeah, whatever. I think their best but, days are behind them. But I think they're like I, a team that's like... They were like Super Bowl contenders, but now they're finishing eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. If they're lucky, they might go to the wild card game and get destroyed by the Chiefs. That's how I look at them now. Yeah, it's a it's a funny thing when you put Make it like that because that's <laughs> it's also a very TNA slash Impact kind of route that they. Maybe going. We'll see. Because I was watching one of them, bro. You had the, the whole that whole thing. People were like, "Oh God!" They they started shooting with uh, Ricky Starks and Adam Copeland. And I'm sitting there watching all the people involved in this. Is like, okay, you got Edge, former WWE. There's Christian, former WWE. There's Daniel Bryan, former WWE. And there comes. Uh, What's the uh, tag team? Uh, FTR. They're former WW. I'm thinking Ricky Sparks is the only motherfucker that wasn't over there. I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe. This is like TNA all over again from 15 years ago. I mean, the I, difference I, is I, TNA would be good from time to time. Yeah, so, but you said something before you got disconnected. You were talking about, like, who gives a damn about the ratings. And what I was about to tell Doc was when we were kids, and for me, I'm watching Mid-South Wrestling on Channel 26, and, like, a month or so later, all of a sudden I discover, holy shit, there's some kind of wrestling on Sunday nights? Channel 6? What's this shit? And I didn't give a shit. What the ratings were for Mid-South or W World Class, nor did I care once I had access to TBS on the occasion in the mid-80s when my uh, aunt and uncle got cable. Like, the ratings didn't matter. The only thing that mattered to me was, fuck, I got Mid-South on Saturday afternoon. I got World Class on Sunday night if I keep my eyelids open. And holy shit, when I can go by my Aunt Laura and Uncle Joe, god damn, I can watch TBS. What the shit? Like, I didn't give a shit what the ratings were. Yeah, no one gives a shit, bro. Just, just, if you like it, like it. If you don't, don't, and fucking move on. Like, I just don't, I don't understand it, man. It's it's a tribal thing. I mean, especially it's if you're... very tribal. Bro. Yeah, it's a tribal thing. It, it's It's like, it's as toxic as any two combative entities right now. It's it, like, it, it's got like a political toxicness to it. It's got like a religious it toxicness it, to it. It's like Fox it's, News versus CNN. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like gotten so tribal. And, and don't get me wrong, man. I, I have kicked 
in the shins that promotion and their booker way too many times. And and that doesn't make me an a, a WWE apologist. It just means, well, fuck, I don't watch either one of them regularly if we're going to be honest. It's just very tribal. And it in the bickering, and the part that gets me is when the AEW crowd is like, you see, uh, the, the WWE, they're toxic. Motherfucker, so are y'all. No, they're not. Like, like as an innocent bystander in yeah. this, watch as somebody who's just watching it from afar, bitch, that's the pot Whoa. calling the kettle black. Are you calling people bitches or black? Bitches. I'm just. It's like they they I'm I hear this AEW crowd talking about how toxic, like the WWE crowd isn't for that matter. I I hear the WWE crowd do the same thing. Uh, if you if you go on any form of social media, the bickering, it, it's like, God damn, y'all are children. Grow the piss up as we sit here and talk about, you know, Harper doing circle, circle, dot, dot and his friend banging a deaf girl. I mean, you know, but that's our brand. Like, that's what we do. But we don't bicker. We don't even when we don't even, we don't bicker. This is what pisses me off. We don't even we don't bicker with other podcasts. I don't give a damn. I come in here to talk to my friends have a good time but the toxicness is ridiculous between these wrestling audiences but you know what it was the same way with tna and wwe for years i think too like the, yeah, the, that was a different fucking battle dude i mean TNA it was different yeah was on just was just kind of hanging don't around. you say that about tna oh see what i mean I don't know, man. I, I didn't want to go on a rant but when harper said what he said about the ratings and stuff it just made me think about like I remember years ago, Doc, you were on the show. You were like, bro, I remember one time I was watching wrestling and I start flipping through and holy shit, I saw some red, white, and blue ropes and it was AWA and I was like, what I'll the shit? What, who afternoon. is this? Who is this and how can I watch more of it? You didn't I'm give really a shit. The slaughter on there. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Right. And I'm, trying to get, is and I'm waiting for here? the... It was a Saturday afternoon, so the next Sunday, the next right. day, I was getting the newspaper to look up the TV guide in there to see if it was going to be on every week so that I could watch it every week. And it wasn't, it? and I was I was sad. Why? Because I wanted to watch some more AWA. Ken no. Resnick, dude. No, I'm saying, why was it on just that one time? Because that was syndicated TV back then. They were just like, we yeah. some we random shit on there? Yes. Yeah, that's what was great and sorry about it. Yeah, that that would happen in New Orleans too. Every week on TV, if you looked hard enough, but there were long stretches where TV was a desert. Especially if you're Mike or I, where you ain't got cable and shit, you might as well just fucking find a Burger King. Hopper, I swear to God, and I, I I told Doc this when we started covering Smoky Mountain. For the life of me, I wish I could remember. But this is in like 95. So I'm like, you know, 20 years old. I'm getting home late, 20, 21 years old. I'm getting home late one night. I'll, you know, drinking and doing whatever. Oh. And I'm I'm on like channel 38 or 26 in New Orleans. And I swear to God, an episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling was on. Yeah, because um, Andrew Mayu used to tell me, he's like, yeah, Smoky Mountain used to come on here. I was like, what? right. It Harper, it was like 3.30 in the freaking morning. And it's on a UHF station. And I never forget, I look in like the TV guide. Because again, I, I'm a I'm 
almost 21. I'm probably about 21 at this point. I can't remember exactly, but I'm like, all right, let me look at the TV guide. Cause I'm like, shit, I could stay up. You know, I could, I could record it, whatever. I had a VCR by then and I could never find it in the TV guide again. Damn. So I saw this one episode of it. I couldn't tell you which one it was, but I know it was Spooky Mountain. But Mike, that's like us when we fought, found Ring of Honor on that local channel here. Oh yeah, we was lapping it up. We wasn't worried about ratings. No, it's like shit. Here's some wrestling I don't normally get to see. Let me look at this. Yeah, if I like I, it, I'll tune in again. If not, oh well. That's where I learned to love will... Jay Lethal. Today's kids will never know the struggle of catching random wrestling on a UHF station. Dude, I, <laughs> and, being I, gra- and being grateful for that shit, too. Right. I, I saw this meme, and it's so true. It's like this generation would never know what it's like to just have a couple rando videotapes of fucking movies. And you would just watch them over and over again because you have nothing else to fucking watch. That's all you got. <laughs> like the Nintendo Power Magazines, Hopper. You just flip through the same one for like months on end because it's the only one you got. Maybe I missed a trick, tip or a trick last time. I guess I'll look at this shit again. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, on that note, that was a great discussion and a lot of fun. Let's let's now jump Uh-oh. into May the 30th of 1992, Saturday night on TBS. Uh, this week's episode this is the second half of the taping that took place may 11th Uh, in the intro we get a replay of the finish from last week with the dangerous alliance when they lost a six-man tag match to dustin nikita and steamboat missy then welcomes us in as usual and then jr welcomes in his guest for the week uh his host or or his guest host he already knows we'll talk about it in a second yeah i guessed it there he is. I, fuck, I, His guest, JR. JR's guest host this week and commentator is Ricky. How do you say his last name, Doc? Ricky Rackman. Rackman, Rackman from MTV's Headbangers Ball. No, I yeah. don't remember this guy, but I'm sure both of you do. Oh, yeah. Every Saturday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because Friday so, night was the Yo MTV raps. Right. Yeah, and we know you took a shit on that every Friday. Oh, night. fuck. I used to watch it. Fuck, I used to like watch it to Dr. Dre's. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. the host was called Dr. Dre. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I preferred Ed Lover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Doc, you had questions for Hopper about uh, Rackman? You think Ricky Rackman made a run at Misty here? Yes. Was he successful? No. Okay. (laughs) All right. Guys didn't. Guys on TV didn't really look like that then. Hell no, dude. Because he's rolling out with the tattoos, like in lots of. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, but you didn't walk around. If you walked around looking like that, it's like bet that guy's been to Angola back then. (laughs) Now you walk around. The little girl working at fucking Starbucks it looks has more tattoos than, than that. The dude doing your taxes at H&R Block's got face tattoos and right. shit. Right. <laughs> so, uh, boy, you, how times you, have changed. Did you watch Headbangers Ball back in the day? Of course. Okay. 
what was your opinion of Ricky Rackman back then? Because he was kind of like people were divided on him in the metal community. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind him. Okay. I mean, once again, you would just watch it, and okay, I finally get to watch my videos, my that's right music, not fucking Ace of Base and and fucking you you know whatever. Heavy D. Yeah, this is finally my fucking uh, music. Finally, white people get back in charge. That's what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah, oh, right. give me a break. Black folks couldn't watch MTV back then. And yes, they could. See any... Nope. Give me a break. They, yes. they did not. You had yes, to watch Video Soul on BET to no. get good R&B music. No. R&B music. How Videos. old are you? Yeah. You had that guy Word Up. Word Up. Cameo? You talking about Cameo? Cameo. Cameo. Get cameo, Mike. There. That's all you're getting, and you're going to like it. Wow. Oh, wee, oh, wee, oh. Yeah, remember that? And the, and the uh, don't worry, be happy guy. Bobby McFerrin? I don't think black people claimed him. Well. He was he was more for. Yeah. Our, our, uh, our, yeah, karaoke fucking people. So back to oh, Ricky trying Reitman. to find a he's good kinda, answer right here. He's kind of a goof, but he's also kind of harmless. I heard him on Jericho a couple of years ago, and he was like, he wasn't even a metal guy at first. He was a punk guy out in yeah. L.A. I didn't know that. I knew he he owned that club called the Cat House. Yeah, that Faster Pussycat wrote the song about. Right, and then and then what? And the thing is, people forget Headbangers Ball. The first host was like that. I Adam Curry. Right, and then what happened was, actually, you know, he knew Guns and Roses because they used to play at his club when they were rising up. And he told him, "Say, like, hey, they got to open it for the Headbangers Ball. I could make some phone calls and get you in." And so he said, "Okay, cool." And that's how he got the gig. MTV. Man, that shit doesn't work anymore because everything is so corporate. You can't just get your buddy a job that's sweet. Fuck, dude, you ain't lying about that shit. I've been trying to get Mike to get me a job over there by y'all. It's like, I don't know, man. Um, job market's pretty tight, brother. Yeah, they said uh, you got to take another piss test. It keeps coming back positive. I'm like, that's mm. good. That's good, right? And he's like, no, no, that's bad. Not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> So well, do when you, you remember when you piss Harper, test positive for Puma urine, it's kind of <laughs> like a sign. So Harper, do you remember later in the nineties when Ricky Rackman joins WCW formally? Yeah, that's what I was telling Mike because uh, Mike texted me. He, he says, Oh, you would never guess who's on him. They have someone from MTV. I was like, it's probably Ricky Rackman. And he's like, Oh, he right away. Uh, you probably looked it up. I was like, no, cause I remember on nitro, you know, when he cut his hair, yeah, he he uh, popped up on Nitro, and he was also so associated with a uh, NASCAR. Yeah, did he kind of take like Lee Marshall's spot on like the Nitro parties and yeah. shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike told me he has no recollection of this because he's not a real wrestling fan. Of 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 a uh, Ricky Rackman. Yeah, I don't remember. On... Yeah, I mean, probably not. I don't remember him. Like he, yeah. it wasn't notable. I mean, why to me. would you? I mean, to be honest. Well, 
I remember Ed Lover. Fuck, I remember the the last time they showed uh, Headbangers Ball. It was all weekend long. You know, like it's the Headbangers Ball weekend. This is the end of it. And I was like, what the fuck? It was like ninety six yeah. or ninety. I think it was like ninety seven. It was sad times because that was a good show because, you know, you got to see stuff. Man, I get so pissed when they show something like Motley Crue. I'm like, look, I can see this anytime. Yeah. All like show me some shit I can't see. Shit. Show me some shit I can't normally see. That's what I need. I remember when they had uh, Nirvana on there and Kurt Cobain yeah. was wearing a ballroom yellow... gown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are you wearing a ball gown? It's like, this is a ball, right? It's Headbangers Ball. So <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes of Headbangers Ball did you watch, Mike? Uh, I mean, I don't. Probably none. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you this. And this will make sense. It, at first, I was like, what the fuck? But it makes sense. Ricky Rackman is not bad in this role. And it's because he, he ain't hosted. bad at all. He, yeah, because huh? he's. This is nothing. Would you say, Mike? He is not bad at all. He's actually borderline pretty good. And it's because he hosts a TV show. And so they got somebody who actually seems to care about the product, who seems like a a well spoken person that's not going to be wooden in front of the camera and does this job. And so he actually does a pretty good job. Yeah, he's not and over the top like Jason Hervey. He should have been trying hard to get in for a permanent gig. Or 93. Uh, dude, it was strong in 93. Can you imagine him t- trying to get Bill Watts to hire him? Oh, my God. No. Like, yeah, you damn hippie. <laughs> you pill popping. Yeah. Rock and roller. Like I can and, already hear Bill Watch's stupid ass. Everyone in the back is popping pills. Right, drugs. right. <laughs> like he's got a like he's got a bunch your of clean Christian champ, athletes your in the back. TV champs passed out in the corner, Bill. What's your problem? Uh, I mean, if you if you, you go back there, everybody besides Cactus Jack, you told them to take a piss test, and they and, and literally they're they're pissing steroids. So I mean, like you know. Yeah, now, dude. It probably yeah. Another thing. Fluorescent here, green coming out. This is the second to last talk show. Format. Yeah. Matter of fact, Hopper, Hopper, next time you do a show with us, uh, because we're going to do one in between the, the last one Doc and I will do. Next time you do a show with us will be the first one with Watts. Right, Doc? That's correct. Yeah. Um, Y'all were... Y'all were having a great discussion about Ricky Rackman and Headbangers Ball, so I didn't want to interrupt. But the first match, Greg Valentine defeated Larry Santo. Um, Valentine kind of just beat the shit out of him, hit him with a bunch of Sheamus-type forearms. And Santo took a beating, really puts over Valentine, and he won with a figure four. Uh, They then came back to the studio where Rackman and JR previewed the next match that we're watching now with Cactus and Johnny Rich. And JR reminds us that Cactus will battle Sting at the next pay-per-view, which is Beach Blast. It's only two weeks away from now, and the only way you can listen to that is on on our uh, Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get uh, that plus the Clash of the Champions that airs like two days after that. So 
there's that tinyurl.com slash patreon btt and then we go to cactus jack versus johnny rich and jr says cactus is pissed off that the wcw championship committee would not sanction the match that he's having with sting so the belt is not on the line jr also claims that sting is not happy because sting was happy to put the belt on the line at the pay-per-view doc let me go to you if you got anything from cactus versus old smoky mountain wrestling legend johnny rich did Harper leave us? Is he still here? I'm still yeah. here. Okay, so Johnny Rich seems like that kind of guy, and we've all known this guy. The old What's Southern it? guy. The Southern guy who's like, yes, ma'am, to all the older ladies, and they're like, oh, he's so he's so mannerly, and he's such yeah. a gentleman. At the, at the Saturday afternoon barbecue or whatever, and then Saturday night out with the Coors Lights, he's out there trying to bust out every gut he can get into. <laughs> You ever you ever met that guy, the country gentleman who's charms the older ladies, and then he's out there just being a scoundrel in the evening. Yeah, it's like the Eddie Haskell type of thing. Yeah, but for country guys, right? Remember, Doc, he and uh, um, Davy Rich were the Party Patrol in Smoky Mountain. Remember that? I believe they were they not the Rat Patrol before that. God, now you're. It looks like a poor DM, man, Tracy Smothers, huh? Who, Johnny Rich? Yeah. I could see it. I wouldn't call him poor man, though, because Johnny was we, good. We know just, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. The lesser known. Yes, thank you. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But John, Johnny was good. Um, Cactus wins, though, double under, uh, under harm. Uh, I can't even get it out. A double double underhook DDT. God damn, Mike. The Rab Patrol was Johnny Rich and Steve Armstrong. There you go. Okay. But they were the Rab Patrol from 84 Just to 86. To that, yeah. Just listen to that name, the Rat Patrol. They're like, oh, yeah. I used to watch that TV show all the time. Oh, God. All right. Any other thoughts on Cactus right there, Doc? Nah, he's getting ready for his big shot. I want to see uh, Van Hammer come out and see if he knows Ricky Rackman. Van Hammer's not done, but we haven't seen him in a few weeks. And what he's about not the other done. guy, the, the uh, Southerner or whatever his his name was? JT Southern? Yeah. Uh, We've seen him, but that whole thing seems to have been put on ice at this stage. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Great angle that was going to be, right? The baby face can't play a guitar. The heel can, and the heel's going to make sure that everybody knows the baby face doesn't know how to play. Yeah, yeah. that's real smart. That's going to go over. Well, speaking of something that's going to go over, JR and Ricky Ratman welcome in Arn Anderson for an interview. And, Doc, I need you to look up Arn's age while this is playing. So you can tell us how old Arn is versus how old he still looks right now in 1992. Because he looks like okay. a 51-year-old man. Let's go to the audio now. Uh, and uh, go ahead. You were going to say something before I go to it? Well, Arn is Arn is uh, 33 years old right here. Damn. And let me tell you something else. Ricky Rackman likes him some Arn Anderson. Oh, yeah. It's like he knows exactly who he is. Also, Ricky Ragman's like 26 here. But R looks like the... 
the dad that goes to the... Jesus Christ, what? Hopper, come on. Doesn't he? Why would you say I, that I about Arn? I don't, right I don't know that I'm profiling like that. I do know that Arn <laughs> has some white boots on. He looks, he doesn't look like that. He looks like the uncle that shows up at the barbecue and starts cursing the nephew out or nephews out about he bringing his like Miller High Life. He shows up his at the barbecue that's going to give the 11 year old his first beer. And he drives yes. a brand new Silverado. <laughs> hey, come out here! With the, hey, come out here with the truck. We don't tell your mom. I'm gonna give you a beer. Come on. <laughs> on that note, let's go to Arn Anderson here. See what he's got to say. He's being interviewed by Jr. and Rackman. Here it is. Mr. Anderson, welcome to the program. Please uh, have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. Well, as Ricky and I were talking before right we're on the air. And I know Ricky has the first oh. question. There's a lot of rumors going around about this man. Arn, there's been all sorts of rumors going around the WCW that you're going to stop being the tag team champion that you've been for so long. I mean, we all know your history of being such a great tag team wrestler. And right now, you're going after the world heavyweight title. Well, Rick, it's no rumor. It's a fact. The time has come. I'm at the crossroads of my career. The time has come for Arn Anderson to do something specifically for myself, and I'm going right after none other than our champion, Sting. Arn, are you are you offended when sometimes you're termed as a a utility man, a role player? Does that offend you when that's uh, used to describe your career? Well, Jim Ross, I'm honored to be considered by my peers and by whoever might say it, a utility player. I not only do one or two things do well, I do everything well. The reason for my success all in the past has been my unselfishness, my willingness to perhaps give of myself to the point of actually hurting my own career for the well of the team. A lot of people, maybe yourself, you said it in times, my career has suffered for giving of myself to the well of the team. I've been a member of two very exclusive groups in the history of this business. I was also very successful because I thought safety in numbers was the key. Now the time has come to do something for myself. Okay, something that you mentioned earlier, you said about getting in the ring with Sting, the champion. Now, obviously, Sting has got all his fans behind him. He's got the Stingers. He's got the people that make so much noise and give him the motivation. Now, is that going to be tough for you to compete when you've got all these people screaming and yelling for Sting? Well, if Sting walked into this arena right now, the place would erupt. Whether or not this was Atlanta, Georgia, Baltimore, New York City, Los Angeles, California, he has the luxury of no matter where he goes, he has home field advantage. Dave Casper was out here some time back. He knows about home field advantage. The way you erase home field advantage is you don't give them anything to cheer about. They're not going to be screaming for Sting if he is on his face, me straddling him, ripping his shoulder out. That's what I'm going to do about Sting and his home field advantage. And as far as your uh, a match with Sting, if it can be negotiated, aren't. What kind of strategy, without giving away your hand, what kind of strategy, what's it going to take to beat this athlete? Let me tip my hand to you, and I'll tip my hand to these people. I'll tell you right, right exactly what's going to happen, Sting. I'm coming right for you. You see, the only way to beat Sting is it's going to take a consummate, pure wrestler to take him down on the mat. If he's in the air, he can hurt you, Jim Ross. He can beat you. 
If he can get in the air and put you in position for that sting or splash, you're done. I've always had one rule of thumb. If I take one limb away from him, a three-legged table is no use to anyone. And that's my strategy. Mm. All right. Well, thanks very much, Arn Anderson, a man that wants to be the next WCW World's Heavyweight Champion. And Ricky Rackman and I will be back right after this timeout. Doc, thoughts on Arn Anderson right there? A three-legged table is of use to no one. Yeah. Hey, you know what Ricky Rackman is? What's that? Ricky Rackman is useful like Jason Hervey would love to be, but he's too much of a goof and a kid to do it. And Rackman actually looks Rackman looks like the goof, but is actually the serious guy. Yeah. Like if you lined up Hervey and Rackman, everybody on site would pick Hervey, but Rackman is the better talent. Yeah. Right. His his question right there was lit was very good. I mean, I'm gonna say his style, the way he asked it, nothing wrong with it. He wasn't Jason. That's what. That's why I kept saying with Hervey, he was just over the top, nonstop. It's like, dude, you're an actor. Why are you overdoing it? This dude is not an actor. He's a TV host, and he's just natural. Like you said at the beginning, Doc. He, you can tell he hosts a TV show. It's he's, not as day. he's not a hundred percent comfortable with the wrestling piece, but he's a hundred percent comfortable on TV. Yeah. That, that, you know, what's crazy. That's how bad some of these co-hosts have been. We're literally focusing on him right now versus what Arn said. Yeah. Arn basically said, it's time for me to go get a world title and put one around my waist. And I've been considered a utility player and I've given up myself for the well of the team, but it's time for me to do something for myself, which was really good. We've, we've kind of, we heard it a little bit from him several months back and now he's saying it again, but Brackman was good asking the question. The arm was good replying. This is a good little segment. We haven't seen a ton of good segments like this right here on this show. And, and it sucks because it's almost over. Well, that's not a bad thing. Oh, okay. I was starting to Harper, like any, it. Harper, any I mean, if we're going to on... do it right, if we're going to do it right and put people in the in the chairs that can do this, there's nothing wrong with it. Any other thoughts, Harper? I mean, Harper, what do you think? I mean, if you had the right people in the co-host, you could make this format work, right? That's right. I mean, he looks like someone that, uh, that you definitely wouldn't want dating your daughter, but he... He does it right. He could be like the bad boy. He's not. He doesn't have heel in him. He's not a heel, but he could be like the bad boy. That like he's like yeah, but those tattoos. He could find a cure for cancer, and people would still hate him. Right, because of those tattoos. It's so unfair when it's so unfair when you see white people get judged for how they look. I know, right, Mike. Doc's trying to be funny, and it's so lame. It's so lame what he just did. (laughs) So lame. He's a nice, clean-cut kid. Right. You'll love to see uh, dating your daughter. That he he has his mom shave his bag for him. There you go. (sighs) Y'all are hilarious. Okay. 
Any it's other called thoughts cheap on... heat. It's called cheap heat, Mike. Let us have I it. I see that. I'm just waiting for the wonderful <laughs> listeners out there to pick up on y'all's stupidity. I call it Dollar Tree heat. <laughs> if you've downloaded this show and you're listening to it and this is not your first time and you haven't figured out the stupidity then who's the stupid one now you call them listeners stupid that's, that's real nice only a small 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 minority percentage i'm sorry not minority percentage that might have been the wrong word i don't want to make sorry <laughs> All right. I'll, Continuing I'll along, the next match we go to is Marcus Bagwell versus Arn Anderson. So um, let's focus on the match degenerates here. Um, I know when Arn walked in, we may have been looking at Medusa. Her shirt's on backwards. Well, I wasn't it? looking at the shirt. The pants are interesting. It's not on backwards. What are you talking about? Look Her at hair the back looks messed up, huh? I don't know what's going on with the hairdo. Yeah, it's all over the place. She was like a backup singer for like Reba McIntyre or something. <laughs> Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. I may have been no. born white trash, but fancy is my name. Doc, do you know what he's talking about? I'm not a big Reba person, so I don't. Yeah, me I, I can't really help you there. My right. dad used to say she looks like Minnie Mouse. See her shirts on backwards. It's oh. not on backwards. Oh yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is, Mike. Yes, it no, is. No, it ain't. Yeah. Mm, Medusa, what's up, Deuce? <laughs> uh, or as or as Rude calls her, Deucey. Deucey. Oh my god. I'm feeling Deucey. Thoughts on this match, Doc? You got anything from it? Arn is making his push, but what a great guy for Bagwell to get some time with here and and learn some things. Arn is just super clinical in here. And then he hits him with the spine buster at the end. And I got it. Is the spine buster a a top five move all time? Kids, spine buster. It depends on who's doing the move. That's what I'm saying. Arn Anderson, spine buster. Right. Look at that. Boom. Him and if you say uh, spine buster. If you say top five move, yes. I don't know if you can say top five finisher. Because okay. there's a difference between the two. Sure. Like you, can, you can have a move versus a finisher. A finisher yeah. is solely a finisher. Even though he it is his finisher. I mean, he uses it as a finisher. Um, it's definitely up there. Because he does it. He's so smooth. I mean, look. Picks the guy up, goes down, slam. It just looks so good when he does it. And he wins with it. Great stuff. Uh, they went, They I don't know, got about eight minutes, nine minutes. Uh, so they gave him a little time, which was cool. I'll keep moving. Doc, we then go to the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff. And he's going to be talking about Beach Blast. Got the little Beach Blast graphics in the back. And um, we got to sh- plug the shit out of this because we... Barely finished, if you think about it, plugging Wrestle War. Like, we aren't far removed from Wrestle War. I, I I need to research and look into why they did this pay-per-view so quickly, and I just haven't done it. But um, th- this this is happening too quick after Wrestle War, and it feels like they're rushing into it. Yeah. Um, you know, because Wrestle War, again, was just a few weeks ago. 
So what happens here, they throw to some clips of Sting and Cactus um, to help build up the match. We see several clips. One of them is uh, the this match we saw with Van Hammer and Cactus where they ended up in the the stables with the horses or whatever. So, which was, I guess, kind of a funny thing. Yeah, Beach Blast is going to be in Biloxi. When I think of a beach, right, like like a whole beach theme. You thinking about like I I, I, see? I assume this was being Pensacola because it's beach, 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 beach. All like, no, bro, fucking Biloxi. Yeah. Yep. With that brown ass water from the fucking river. Yep, uh, they're having it in the Biloxi. Um, I don't get blast. it. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I thought it was in Mobile. No, I think it's in. It's. Look, it's look. Biloxi, I thought it, I thought they had. No, 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 no. Mobile. It is. See Harper. This gonna, is nineteen ninety three, right? No. Ninety two. Oh, so so when ninety. Mobile Civic Center. Well, yeah, that's the it's same a Mobile. Shit, dude. Bro, come on. No, it's not. Mobile? It's not. I went to Dolphin Island in Alabama, and it was a beautiful beach. Okay, so hold on. White Bilu- sand. Biloxi. White is- people. Wait, what? What? Biloxi. <laughs> Biloxi is a. It that that was a joke, everybody. No. It was a joke. Come on, I I just came on the show tonight talking to, to how me and all of our brown and black people are together on the NBA, and Mike is with white people, hating it. Now, I will tell you this. Biloxi is not a... It's a beach, but no, you don't go there. It's uh, like a dress-up Grand Isles at best. Gulf Shores, Alabama, which isn't too far from Mobile, is a decent beach. And then I know what Harper was thinking. He was thinking Pensacola or some other Florida beach um, when he was thinking about this. Now, back to this, because the one reason that I think y'all might have wanted to do this pay-per-view with me is no. there is a no 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 there is a bikini contest to determine the first lady of WCW between Medusa and Missy Hyatt. Man, whatever happened to shit like that? What t-shirt well, you, contest and all that, bro? Because you can't what? objectify women like that anymore, or you will be canceled, sir. They used to have some fucking big ass country place back when I was a thing like in the 90s I forget the fuck it was called was it called Crossroads no I think it was called Ropers I think Ropers and, Jesus and, and on like Wednesday night it was the wet t-shirt contest I mean all my shithead friends used to sit there and drink the, a fucking dollar Bud Lights and just sit there and just stare at those oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, everyone claps with you know, which ones get the best tits? Yeah. <laughs> like a bunch of sea lions. Funny, I got that some guy like from like some some local DJ from B97 or some shit. And who do y'all pick? Number one, Missy. Hey. Or number two, Angela. Nah. That chick with the huge tits. You're like, Michelle. Yeah. Sir, we don't do that anymore in America. They should. We celebrate the, the uh, female body. Let me, to, to be clear, I don't 
know why a woman would do that if they could monetize it on their own digital platform. Yeah. There's no reason for them to go do that for free when they could. Yeah, but you see, it's an advertisement for their digital platform. Okay, if, maybe so. I could see that. If you like this, boy, go to my OnlyFans and I got a whole lot more. This is just a free sample. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's a good point. Because mm-hmm. I used to wonder why are all these hoes on Instagram just just showing their tits and their ass and the little lingerie. I think, what the fuck? Are they, like, why are you doing this? What are you getting out of this? And then you click on it, they all have an only. Oh, okay. It's like an infomercial for your OnlyFans page. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yes, sir. So, anyway, during the magazine segment, Bischoff is plugging everything that's going to happen at the show at Beach Blast. And again, the first lady of WCW, Medusa versus Missy, in a bikini contest. It actually ends up a lot more than a bikini contest. They do like evening gown and then they do, uh, what is it? They do three different rounds of it. Uh, one of them is definitely the bikini contest though. Anyway, um, let us continue. Uh, after Bischoff plugs all of that, which Beach Bla- about Beach Blast, which you can listen to us on Patreon, discuss it, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We then go to a replay of the finish from last week. With Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco, and Dustin Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, and Koloff, and the drama that happened and went down there. And then, after all of that, we go to a match between Larry Zabisco and Steve Austin that is taking place on this week's episode. Jim Ross says Paul Lee has said they're going to handle this problem, but instead of us talking about what happens after that point, we're going to hear from Paul Lee because he's going to cut a promo in the ring. He's with Larry. He's in the ring. He's got the microphone. Austin's in the ring and Larry Zabisco's in the ring. Now Zabisco and Austin are about to face each other. Doc, you want to say anything before I play this audio from Paul Lee? Poor Larry. Poor Larry. Here it is. I just want to let you know where I stand on all this. Ravishing Rick, Double A, beautiful Bobby, stunning Steve, Medusa and I have sat in the boardroom for hours and hours and hours. We have tried to come to an amicable solution, especially after the war games. I've been your friend for 13 glorious years, Larry. But what it comes down to is this. There is dissension within the dangerous alliance. Everybody knows it. You know it. Steve knows it. I know it. And instead of just coming out here and firing you, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you a chance, Larry, because when it comes to the dangerous alliance, we clean our own laundry and we take out our own trash and as of late larry in the dangerous alliance you've been the trash hey hey i'm talking to you don't you ever when i'm talking to you turn your back to me 
You obey my orders like a common woman obeys her husband. <laughs> Do you understand that, Larry? Do you understand what I'm telling you? You tonight will prove yourself because you're going to wrestle stunning Steve. Remember, it's nothing personal. It is strictly business, Larry. But tonight, you prove yourself to me and the whole dangerous alliance. Prove it. I'll prove it. But let me tell you what I think about the dangerous alliance because it's not business, it's personal. Oh, my. He just slapped the taste out of dangerous mouth. He popped the shit out of Paul Lee with that slap. Mm. Doc, your thoughts on this? Larry is the trash. Man, poor Larry. He's been the old guy at the club, and now he's the old guy on the outside. Paul E. talking about obeyance here. Yeah, Mike, like you, a, you're a married man, aren't you? You're a married man, too, so I don't know where this is going. I, I, didn't, I know. I'm, I'm asking. You're married, correct? Did, did your wife like get up dumb. there at the marriage ceremony and say she was going to obey you? <laughs> <laughs> Because my wife had it taken out. I can tell you that. So, your wife, you've got a caucasoid, and she told you what her booking orders weren't going to be, is what I'm hearing. Something like that. It's been a long time, but I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know about uh, <laughs> 2023 women obeying nobody. They used to say that up until the 80s, didn't they? I mean, there's still places where it's happening today. Oh, yeah. You you mean in like the marriage vows? Right. Yes. I think they're still in most vows. Like yeah. when the priest no, sort of. No, not obey. I don't, I, I don't go to weddings anymore. Yeah, I ain't been to a wedding in a while. Let me stop. I don't I don't really know. <laughs> Won't you call? Well, well Hopper, won't you call the champ, Luke Cock? You just, you just got married. I mean, come on now, you know. I didn't get no invite to the wedding or nothing, but I uh, caught a champ. You know, he could tell oh, you. Yeah, he got married. Yeah. yeah. Were you there? Were yesterday. you there, Harper? No. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> he didn't tell none of us. Oh. <laughs> well, That's the, well it, it was in California. He didn't tell me till like I don't know. A week it ago. Was, <laughs> yeah, like fucking twenty minutes ago. Anyway, uh, yeah, ask him if he's obeying. Or whatnot. Yeah, that good stuff. All so, right. So Larry Zabisco is out of the Dangerous Alliance. Big news. Yeah. I mean, they rushed this. I mean, they did a couple this of things before. This felt like it should I, have been a pay-per-view thing or a clash thing or something, and we just gave it away. Well, it kind of was a pay-per-view thing. It started at the pay-per-view, kind of. Well, it started before the pay-per-view. Remember when they were arguing in the hallway? Paulie yes. and and right. Larry, right, yeah. yeah, 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 and then yeah. they kind of yeah. were bickering a little, and then they, at the pay per view, he cost them the match, and then when Harper wasn't wasn't with us last week, he cost them the match again, and it was hilarious because he's bumping around like the old guy at the club. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Harper would have been on that one because <laughs> Larry Zabisco was just treated like a piece of meat. <laughs> Poor old Larry. Yeah, I, I really do feel that way. Poor Larry. Oh, Larry. Oh, Larry. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't want to say they rushed it, but to your point, Doc, 
maybe they could have drug it out a little longer. Make, got a little bit more mileage out of it, as you like to say. There you go. Like you I always complain about Jay Lethal and Jay Briscoe, how they had a lot mm. more money. That's a little bit different. But as you always said, they had a lot more money on the table than when they kind of blew things off with them in ROH in like 2015 or whatever it was, 16 maybe. It's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you have from this match? Larry and Austin going at it and putting in some work here. They got their working boots on. Yeah, during the match, JR says that Stone Cold Steve Austin has been in the f- top 10 for the last two years. The top 10? Is that, what? Is that right? Well, he is approaching a year here. That's what I thought. Okay. Right. <clears throat> and... I don't really know if he's, if he's talking about the WCW top 10, that's not accurate, but you know, the PWIs back then, I mean, he could have been, you know how they did the overall. Maybe he's thinking about it like that. I'd have to look at a PWI from when he was not in WCW yet, but maybe so. Do you see Larry hit a tombstone Paul driver in this match? What was the timestamp on that? Because I was trying to find it. I didn't it. have it, man. I didn't it write it down. 46.19. Wait, what? <laughs> making that up as he goes. No, Hold that on, was I it. think I found I... it. I thought it was around this part. This is the actual finish. I thought it came like right during the finish. Like He's got Austin in the abdominal stretch. Paul gets on the apron. Larry drags him in, starts beating on him. Austin hits Larry from behind, and Paul is then keeping the ref occupied. And then this is when Larry, I think, is coming up right here. He hits him with a pile driver. There you go. There's not a tombstone, though. Right. Oh, wow. Well, no, it is. It is. It, it's not a tombstone in that Austin isn't facing him. He's right. He's traditionally away from him, but Larry goes to his knees. Panel, come on, Larry. One, two, three. Four. Oh, Austin. Bobby. Bobby comes in the ring, drops a knee or a leg on Larry. Paul finally lets the ref go. One, two, three. Austin beats Larry. Larry's just so armed being dropped down here. <laughs> yeah. They had a good match, though. I, I, I. This is a premature breakup of the Dangerous Alliance, though. Yeah. It's only May. They they haven't been together that long. I mean, it's... God, man, we think about these things in time. This is like only like six months later. There's more mileage. Oh. Thoughts, Doc, before we keep going? Any other thoughts from either of you on that? No, it was a good match, and poor Larry. Poor Larry. Continuing right along, it is time once again to plug the NWA World Tag Team Title Tournament. Uh, This is Lance Russell and Eric Bischoff continue doing that. They kind of talk about just introducing more teams. They talk about Pillman here. They also talk about uh, Joe and Dean Malenko. um, And they bring up Benoit and Beef Wellington will be in this tournament. Uh, They are from the Canadian team. So I don't know, Doc. What did you? I don't. I wasn't going to play this. It's fairly lengthy. Any thoughts on 
Dude. The teams they're introducing here. Bischoff here says that he left Minnesota and went up to scout the Canadians and got up to Winnipeg or something, and it was 30, negative 32 degrees, and they were out wrestling outside in a parking lot. Negative 32 is possible. That if you're sounds in, psychotic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, negative 32 Okay, is, Mike, Mike. Yeah. I'll just you take your word for it. Okay, yeah. good enough. Would you rather deal with negative 32 every night for three months or 110 every day for a high temperature for three months. I've actually had had this discussion with PN News Jr. and the Eye of Gibson on Twitter because they live (laughs) in Winnipeg. In the tundra. I get it. So you and I oftentimes say I can put more clothes on, but let me let me tell you one of the things they've educated me on. It is so cold up there that they have to have, I think they told me, high efficiency heaters. And they have to have some kind of special heater for their vehicle. Like, you just can't walk outside and start your car when it's negative 20. You You and I. I mean, you don't see it anymore. But, like, back in the day, every now and then you would see a car. With the extension cord sticking out the fucking grill, and and I've always wondered what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And it was a car from up north, and you would plug that shit in, and it it it, it fucking heats the car up. I saw one not too long ago like that. I couldn't believe it. I haven't seen that in fucking years. A car like yeah, that. they they educated me on like the difficulties that. You know, we think of the snow and the ice, but there's much more. And I got to be honest, man. I We complain about the heat here. I don't know if I could function right no. in negative sub-zero temperatures Fahrenheit for like two to three months at a time. I, I, I'm going to bite the bullet and say I'd rather deal with 100 plus for the three months we have to deal with versus dealing with that. If you knew how, if you people knew how salty hot weather makes the menace, you would know just how serious of a statement he just made right there. Jesus. For real. The ball starts sticking. Dude, it's, it's, I hate, I, I, what happens, it's actually, when it gets like to that in our area, that triple digits, the problem is it's not one day and then it's back down to mid nineties, lower nineties. Yeah. It's, it's for four weeks st- in a row. Yeah. Or longer. Or longer. And, it, and like this past summer, it would not come under one oh five. It was one oh five to one ten every day for it felt like four to five weeks. And it just was like suffocating at times i'm like oh my god and then i had to go do high school football in that shit the first few weeks i'm like jesus christ the first game it was it was 108 and i'm sitting in the stands and we're on the side that the sun's blasting us and i'm like i would do anything for zero degrees right now so it's a serious statement i don't know if you ever watch that documentary um 
what the hell was it called? The 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 Tony Candelo's Northern Tours or something. It, it's it's about wrestling up in in Winnipeg and like the that part of Canada and even further north. And they go to all these little like reservations and towns, and it's like they're driving in like negative thirty. They're driving over frozen lakes, bro. I, I could not. I, that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm making a serious statement. I couldn't deal with that on a regular basis for three months straight. Couldn't do. It. I don't know how Zoncha lives in up in Illinois, and it's not even that cold. Yeah, fuck that. Him and that, fucking Trewarski. Oh, they, 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 don't bring that moron up. <laughs> fucking living in that fucking Yankee shit cold. <laughs> Fuck that. Fucking keep that shit. Javorski is a Browns fan that lives in Pittsburgh. If that doesn't scream red flag to you, I don't know what does. No, no. And he's a Pirates fan, too. So it's like he likes other Pittsburgh teams. I hate people like that. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> I can't stand people who like, okay, let's say like if like someone lives in Dallas, their whole fucking lives, they're born and raised in Dallas. I got, I have three favorite, I have three favorite teams, the Dallas Cowboys, the Texas Rangers, and the Dallas Mavericks. Thank you. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. And I can't stand it when there's, I know like, for instance, like Joel, Joe Gertner, he's a fucking Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And he's just trying to get a job. Forever. He just wants a job. No, because he's been one forever. And he's from fucking New He's from like Brooklyn or Queens. I said, why the fuck do you? Because every pitcher during football season, he got some Jacksonville shit on. I said, why are you a Jacksonville's fan? He's like, I don't know. Well, it's really for him. I was like, what the Giants, the Jets? No. I like, Dude, you're fucking weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Joel Gertner's weird. I know someone in Philly who's a Dolphins fan, a Lakers fan. Oh, and they, that. And they live and die for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Everything. It's like, no, no. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, bro. Well, I mean, th- there are exceptions, and I, 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 I use no. myself as an example. No, there isn't. No. No, hold on, hold on, no. hold on. We we didn't have a baseball team growing up, Harper. We yeah, still don't. And we still don't. But so, why, do you like the, why do you like the Dodgers? Because so there a, is no baseball team here, Doc. Right. So I'm I a Rangers. I light to go root for whoever because I don't have a choice. But right. If I had, but if I was born and raised on the, the New Orleans Gators or some shit for the fucking Major League Baseball, that's who I would be fucking rooting for. So that's what I'm saying, Harper. Like, I'm a Saints fan and Pelicans fan, but I do root for the Rangers and Stars. Well, that's, yeah, right. I mean, I mean, you've been living there for, what, 15, 20 years, so yeah. But I see what you're saying. Like, I know a dude from Dallas. This dude is a Cowboy fan a Lakers mm. fan a and a Yankees fan. And a Yankees fan? Yeah. He's a fucking fair weather motherfucker, bro. He just <laughs> got the, you know, the, the fucking richest history. That's a bunch of bullshit. What a fucking asshole. Don't fucking talk to that motherfucker again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Salty Harper is so phenomenal. Alabama is his favorite college football team. Mm. You know, I don't know who his favorite college team is. Asshole. I fucking hate people like that, bro. Can't fucking stand it. It's like, it's like you're married, but you love some broad that's like three states over. No, it doesn't work like that. Mm. Not supposed okay. to, at least. Yeah. What, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> like for real, I hate people like that, bro. You root for the teams that's in your hometown, unless you don't have that sport there. Then, you, then you get to pick and choose. Fair point. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking dicks. Let's continue. <laughs> 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 the. Last week, they set up this week's two out of three fall match, which is the Great Muda versus Brad Armstrong. So let's go to that now. There's lots of Matt wrestling to get this one started in fall number one. Uh, they spend a lot of time. Now, don't get me wrong. They 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 do some, some moves and whatnot. I mean, there's some spots in the beginning, tackle, drop down, Muda hits Brad with a kick to the head. Yeah. So uh, these two have a really good match. It's two out of three falls. It gets started with, I don't know, 30 minutes to go in it, Doc. Um, Doc, I got I, – I don't really have many timestamps from it. I got the, the two timestamps of the falls, uh, one at 114, one at 121. But I wanted to go to you to just see what you had from this one. Any comments from, you know, JR and Ricky Rackman or these, uh, these two in the ring? This is a weird match because I expected it to be more – they're on the ground a lot. A lot. And I didn't really expect that from them. I expected them to... So it was real ground and pound and slow. I mean, it was good. These two guys are probably incapable of having a bad match, but it was good. Um, I thought Ricky Ragman was good on color here. He was really good. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. He should have started calling him Jimbo. Oh, God. That's what I was about to say. He wasn't sitting there calling freaking whatchamacallit Jimbo. Thank God. It just was good, man. It was just, he was work. Yeah, it was good. Meat and potatoes. 28 minutes for a three-fall match between two guys who can wrestle. Um, but they the did point, pick, I don't like this they pick, look with, with, with uh, Muda, man. What, like the, like, the red paint? He looks too squeaky clean here to me. Well, later the paint comes off. Well, because he because he got a haircut. I think it's I, Harper. I know what you mean because I don't like the red paint. I like when he had yeah. the white paint. I don't. There's something about the design when he'd have the white paint and the black pants and yeah, dude. I, it his, looked he looked more badass. Reminds me of when the uh, the Freebirds did the. The uh, the uh, rebel flag on their face. Yeah, it just doesn't have the stripes. Yeah. I don't. I. I. He. The red. You can't even really see it real good. That's what I'm saying. Like the the white pops. More, like it, and and then he would do this design on his eyes and stuff that. I just think it looked a little bit more sinister. Um, he's also got these like lavender tights. I don't like that. I, I know yeah, what you mean. It, it just doesn't look 
as good as when he was here before. Is now, he saying all that. Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay, well, then there you go. That's some heel stuff, so he should look like a heel. But mm-hmm. to the point you made, Doc, he look, they're back on the ground. They're on the ground the whole match. Hey, look, a three-legged table ain't worth shit. Mm. Okay, Arn. We appreciate that thought. See? All right, well, I'm going to go to the finish here of, of Fall 1. So uh, Brad kicks Muda, and then he ends up going to the top rope. He's going to hit the cross body, but Muda kicks out. Uh, Brad goes back to the top, but Muda catches him and rolls through. Brad kicks out again. Then two more false finishes before Muda small packages Brad Armstrong, and Muda ends up getting the first fall. Man, I timed it. The first fall went over 20 minutes, and I'm telling you, they were on the ground for more than half of it. Um, How was the crowd responded to it? I mean, they weren't like you can see them in the pinfall right there. They kind of popped. They weren't as loud as like they were for say Barry Damn. and he, he took Wyndham. A bath. Yeah, his his face paint's all gone after fall one, but he's was out there for twenty minutes at that point. Yeah, that's true. Huh? I mean, the crowd was into it. I mean, you. Know, the, I will say this, Doc. Tell me if you agree. Most of these two out of three falls, they're kind of getting that first fall over with eight to ten minutes that was the one thing that was weird about this was this is the first time we've seen a first fall go that long like i don't i don't know if i remember going that far into first fall before we actually get you know one two three or something i don't know what do you think yeah they i went think a you're while. right and i mean it was it went a while man um so anyway we then go to fall number two uh, any, I got 121 for the finish, Doc, but anything from you before we get there? No, because it didn't, I mean, we're back on the ground. They were on the ground a lot. So the finish, Muda's going to hit the handspring back elbow, followed by Muda hitting the moonsault, and the great Muda ends up winning this match. It's not the greatest, so he won both falls. Not the greatest Muda match we've ever seen. A far cry from one of the last times we saw him when they jobbed him out. Uh, I know we've seen him since then, but not the greatest, but uh, it was a display of what Muda could do in the end. But lots of Matt wrestling, lots of Matt wrestling. Crowd was into it. I mean, they weren't as loud as normal, but it was fine. And that was my note. If you ever want to see just guy, two guys kind of chain wrestle on the ground, this is the match for you. I can tell you that right now. Um, any other thoughts, Doc? There's not one thing wrong with this match, but it wasn't what I was expecting. And therefore, I guess I was a little disappointed. Oh, poor you. Hey, hey, hey. He needed to be, Muda needed to be in the ring with a, a champion right here. Well, but, I mean, and the I'm not other trying thing to knock is, Brad. is like, BA hasn't been built up. And what are we doing with Muda here? Yeah. And they're about to build BA up, but it's this wasn't the moment. Um, I want to go to JR and Ricky Rackman right now as they're wrapping up the show and they're going to throw to uh, Barry Windham and Arn Anderson since they're going to be wrestling in next week's main event. Here that is. 
Tremendous matchup between two great athletes, and what do you think of the moonsault? Well, I told you the moon has got some amazing moves, and Brad Armstrong, obviously a great wrestler too, but some of the stuff that I saw the great Muda do was just amazing, and I'm telling you right now, you're going to see a lot of that guy on WCW. That isn't even the tip of the iceberg, what this man can do. Fans, next week we've got a great main event for you. Be for the television championship, two out of three falls. Barry Windham will defend against Arn Anderson. Let's hear comments from both men. So Warren Anderson is the savior of the Dangerous Alliance. They're sending the enforcer after me to try to get the world television title back. Stunning Steve Austin couldn't get it done, so Warren Anderson, you're going to get your chance two out of three falls. Next week, Wyndham, you are afforded the opportunity to, to fail one time with no consequence. Fail twice, I take the TV title home with me. So let it be written, let it be said. You heard it here first. So two things. Uh... One of the things I like about Rackman is in and out. None yeah. of that Jimbo playing around with JR, like that idiot Hervey. Made his case, stated what he felt about Muda, throws back to JR, JR throws to the promos. And then I can't with Arn with these glasses. No matter how many times I see him with these glasses on, I'm like, this this is just tremendous. Yeah. Like, and I can't make fun of him because he whipped my ass. Uh, anyway. Thoughts, Doc Hopper? I like how Ragman's like, you're going to see a lot more of Mood on WCW. I mean, he's pimping the product instead of just trying to get himself over. Yep. He's, great point. he's doing his job. It's a great point. And that is okay. how they go off air. Oh, Rackman. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah. I tell you this before I forget. I saw, I saw a turkey in fucking New Orleans East. Like a live turkey. A live fucking turkey in someone's front yard, bro. I couldn't believe no. it. No, you didn't. If I wasn't in the east, I would have got out and took a picture of it. I couldn't. A big-ass turkey just walking around chilling. Was it inside of a fence? Bro, it was just in a front yard, bro. I think it was because it got those chickens that just wander <laughs> out there. They're just like fucking neighborhood chickens. It's got to be something to do with them fucking chickens, bro. It was a big-ass fucking turkey, bro. Do you think it's gonna got about another month to live? That's what I was thinking. But I couldn't believe it. I, I, I'm driving by. I was like, that's a fucking turkey. And then I, I get close. It's like, that's a goddamn fucking turkey, bro. It was big. Walking around, just doing his thing, bro. How big was it? Big-ass like a turkey, big ass fucking turkey, dude. Now I'm only what asking because, like, I think people see turkeys in the store and they they see them when they're plucked and it's just the turkey frozen. But, yeah, bro, when you see a live turkey, them some bitches are big. It was yeah. big. It was a female one because it didn't have the big, you know, like the Thanksgiving logo with the fucking feathers all out and shit. And it was a. Uh, yeah, it was this fucking turkey just walking around in a fucking neighborhood doing his thing. Did it have warts on it like the 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 deformed ducks in Pontchartrain no. Park? Uh-uh. Okay. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Bro, what, how does a turkey get let... Never mind, it's New Orleans East. I, I don't know, bro. Because New Orleans because, East is wild these days, bro. I mean, wild turkeys are brown because, you know, to try to camouflage themselves. This is just a fucking... It was basically white with these like spots on. I'm like, that's not some fucking wild turkey. That's some 
Like someone it hatched from an egg out there or, or some shit. <laughs> okay. Keep us posted if, if you see it. How come no one eats turkey eggs? You ever wonder that shit? It's always chicken eggs. But you ain't hear nothing about uh, turkey or fucking duck eggs. Well, I have heard that duck eggs aren't as, like, tasty uh, as chicken eggs. Well, that explains they, that. They have a, they have a, they, someone I know has tried them. Tastes gamey. And they, they have a weird, like, texture and. Oh, fuck you, dude. And I was told that for that reason, they're not very good. Some people do eat them, like, in, like, the country and stuff. Like, if they have ducks, they'll, they'll oh, eat yeah. them, but. If you're hungry Most, enough, you'll eat shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. Mm-hmm. But but that's what I've been told about duck eggs. Um, turkey eggs, I couldn't answer for you. I don't know. Um, that's where fucking crawfish came from. Eating fucking crawfish. Being hungry. No, a half of us crawfish was seen as like trash fish. Like, oh yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it was seen as like eating like. Eating like potted meat or some shit. Or like a yeah. bug. I mean, that's what they are. Right, they're, right. They're, they're, that's what they call them, mud bugs. Hit, everybody was fucking struggling, so fucking everyone started started eating the bowl of crawfish and the bowl of crabs, and, and that's when the whole stereotype changed. Did, well, br- same thing what, with fucking lobsters, too. Well, in the 80s, I, I remember eating crawfish, and then, like, what was I? And I don't remember the the who it was, but I was somewhere where we met some folks that weren't from Louisiana, South Louisiana, and we explained like, yeah, we eat crawfish, and they looked at us like we ate fucking roaches. But how can you not eat? Everyone eats fucking craw. I mean, not everyone. I mean, not eat boiled craw. You know, I'm sure like Zaunch is not eating boiled crawfish. I Probably will. Never had that ever in his life. Hopper's saying, I'll take his. Hopper's yeah. saying boiled and not bowl crawfish, just for anybody out there who can't understand them. But boiled. I'm sure people have had fried fucking catfish. I mean, uh, crawfish. I mean, God, fucking Little John's, uh, fucking Little John's Silver's got that shit. Yeah, but that shit's not. Well, I know. Man. That's that Chinese shit, bro. You don't be eating that shit. It's. It's frozen and it's not. You gotta have like real crawfish. Oh yeah, but Doc's probably never no eaten crawfish. Catfish and shit. You ever eat crawfish, Doc? Boiled crawfish? All the time. He's full of shit. That's not true. I we have friends that do a, a yearly boil. I go over. I rip it up over there, man. We sit in their backyard and just the corn cobs and the potatoes and the yeah everything's in. It's just delicious. I, I never got an invite. Board, bro. You can throw anything in that shit. Hot dogs. Throw fucking anything in that fucking bowling ass pot. And it's going to come out tasting good. True. Sausage in there comes out. Mm-hmm. With the crawfish, man. I tear it up. I love seafood, bro. Thanks bro. for the invite, Doc. I appreciate it. I always well, wonder it's... why no one's throwing fucking meatballs in there. Well, let's life. just. Okay. Let's just do that then. Well, it's not my. Bro, my I, I can't stand eating that shit when my wife is with me because I gotta pick hers. Oh fuck! What? What, 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 
but she don't know no better. Bruh, she don't know how to pick crawfish for nothing. Yeah, she can't peel that shit, bruh. She's like, this is... No. I, I'm like, just just tear the tail off and pinch it. and Yeah. You, she, she's just... She's like, can you, can, you, can you pick this for me? No. I'm like, you know, I can't enjoy this when you sit next to me. Imagine that. Won't you? All right. Well, a, a, a coconut vodka with the ladies in the house, and let <laughs> let me stay where I'm at. Uh, we went down this path because Harper was talking about turkeys in New Orleans East, uh, which is not a place that turkey should be. So on that note, we need to rate it, hand out some uh, two two awards. Uh, remember, the only way you can access the Beach Blast pay per view or the Clash of the Champions, I believe, nineteen that is coming up, is by going to tinyurlcom BTT. Not only will you get access to that, but uh, it's a great way to support the show and help us out, pay some of these bills I got to pay for this show. tinyurlcom BTT. Thank you very much for signing up, uh, Doc. Time to rate it. What are you going to rate this one? This was a pretty good episode. Yeah, it was good. I'm going to give it an A minus. Uh, I'm going to give it an A. Harper, what are you going to give it? I'll give it a solid B. Whoa. Oh, wow. Somebody doesn't like wrestling. Well, I mean, it's an hour and a half, so that right there is a fucking strike. How much of it did you watch before tonight? <laughs> exactly. Just think about it to watch this. Just think. Just think. Uh. Just think if I did what you want me to do. I will take All right. over. Heaven doesn't want me in. Mike thinks I'll take over. Okay. Uh, what? We got to rate it now, <laughs> Doc. What are you going to rate it? I just rated it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two to award. I'm going to give it to Ricky Rackman. Are you really? Yeah, he he gets up tonight. Metal, the, the metal heads have to stick together. I, honestly... It's kind of hard to be say it's a good episode because it's like Moody and Armstrong was good, but it wasn't nothing flashy. Okay, you sold me. I'll give it to Rapman too. Who are you going with, Hopper? I was going to give it to Arm, but yeah, I guess Ricky gets it. Damn, clean sweep. I know, huh? Metal, the wow. metal militia has spoken. The metal That's militia right. has spoken. All right. Well, on that note, that about is going to wrap things up. Appreciate you listening this week. As a reminder, like I said last week, please do us a favor. You know, these algorithms on these platforms are a pain in the ass these days. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, make Harper happy. Hit the subscribe button yeah. and hit the thumbs up. Just hit that and bell. also on Twitter, when you see me post the show, retweet it. Because unless you pay for a blue check mark these days, you really don't get much attention on Twitter. It's just what Milan Usk has set up That's on, so, on that so, platform. So how many of your followers actually see it? Well, see, that's the thing. I've noticed a significant drop in engagement on post since a certain somebody took over Twitter. So that's why I say, please, if you at all can, repost it retweet it once you see the post on twitter it is greatly appreciated that's um, bullshit. you know i'm not gonna use the term Bro. shadow banned but there's a whole lot less engagement when i do post things versus 
before somebody took over that platform. When you post something, everyone who follows you should be able to see it. I agree. And you got to pay extra for that now? Uh, Let's just say if you have the pay for the blue check, which I believe is like $8.99 a month. No, my Bro, you ain't telling me nothing. I don't know. I'm not I'm paying pay anything. That shit, bro. Who the fuck you think you are, bro? <laughs> I I know people who pay for it, and you know That's I don't like, going like the back and like you know yeah they got Spotify and all, but you know what? I'm gonna just start paying twenty bucks for CDs again. <laughs> I'm not trying to knock anybody who pays. If that's what you want to do, I know people who pay for it. I'm just gonna say this. I don't judge anyone on how they spend their money. If they earn it, they can spend it however they want it. I'm just saying, I'm not paying for a blue check. If you think that's bad, that the $7.99 or $8.99, whatever it is for for the blue check, I looked on it at one point. If you run a business, like if, if you, the, the businesses have like, um, like a gold check or a yellow check, uh-huh. bro. That shit is like a grand a month. These motherfuckers. Okay, delete. Here it is. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it now. Let me let me let me be clear. I pulled it up. Boost your business. Priority on X. Get a badge. Premium support. Verified organizations is one thousand a month plus any applicable tax. Each additional affiliated account is 50. So let's say like we have BTT and then the JV Goon Squad ECW show has theirs. So we would pay a thousand the JV Goon Squad ECW. We could get theirs for 50 a month to be verified. That's um, fucking crazy. So that's for businesses. Now, personal, I think it's like it was like eight ninety nine. I don't know dude, what it is now. Dude, what the fuck, bro? Fuck, you know what that reminds me? Remember, like, in a phone book, like, the last day, the last dying days, I guess, like, 20 years ago, they had it where, you know, you could pay extra to have your name and script or in bigger, bold letters so people could find you easier. Bitch, you're trying to make me to pay to have my phone phone number in the fucking phone book. But see, I kind of understood that because that basically made you stand out. Like... I kind of understood that a little bit more because you were paying for basically an ad at that point in the phone book. Just so yeah, you're but, like, you could get a full page insert of your business. But they had that even if it wasn't an ad, just for Mike Mills, 123 Main Street. Oh, you mean like for a personal? Yes. Oh, hell no. No, I, I, I don't. I don't need anybody contacting me personally that bad. No, no, no. Nah. But yeah, so if you if you pay for the check, you're going to get more visibility. Jesus so Christ. so the sad part is what I noticed on Twitter is there's a lot of fly by night jackasses, not all, mm. not all. Mm. But there's a lot of fly by night jackasses who are paying for a blue check. And I'm like this is a this is a work. This is a pile of shit. So, so, so they figured let's have a cover charge and they will keep the riffraff <laughs> out. But the riffraff said, fuck it. I'm going to pay extra anyway. I'm still getting in this club. 
And the classy think, people all left and went somewhere that's a little bit more exclusive. Right? I think that's what's going to end up happening because the market I, will I, speak eventually. I, yeah. I at this point I post the shows and I don't really do much else there. That's why I'm saying you see it. Please repost it. Would appreciate it. It's it's turned into a racket and yeah. I don't think it's going to get any better. I just the, these platforms, bruh. I'm just waiting on what the next thing is. Hopefully that, nothing. That's like, you know, when when we got the internet, that was the next thing in the web addresses and you know, they you know, your your www dot. And then then it was the MySpace and then it was Facebook and Twitter and what's the next and YouTube of course is out there, but what's the next thing? That's what we're in the middle of, and it, that's what we got to see. What's the next thing? But uh, I think Twitter is a dumpster fire, and, um, man, it used to be a fun place. But I don't know, man. I just feel like it's on its way out. Yeah, and then they were talking that. about charging people just to be just to have a Twitter, like $1.99 a month. I'm like, good luck with that, bro. Yeah. You know, as cheap you, as I am, can you see me paying $1.99 for some bullshit? Like that? I'll pay you a dollar nine nine just to fucking go away. <laughs> anyway. Hey, bro, you know what's funny? We just hit the anniversary, or we about to hit the anniversary of when Harper officially joined the show. Because he joined like six months in. See? Yeah. You're welcome, America. No, like November. We're bigger of- than America. We're bigger than America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, Doc, anything else before we get out of here? Even the fucking blind people love us. That's right, damn it. Blind people, deaf people, people about to die. Just everybody loves us. White, black, black, white, all other colors and races and tribes and stuff. We truly cross all the boundaries. We're for everyone. And we're with everyone. That's right. We're for everyone and we're with everyone. Yeah. We love Harbor, everybody, baby. Harbor, like Harbor before we leave. Harbor, before we leave. What did it sound like when your friend was uh, slaying the, the deaf chick? Like fucking Chewbacca. <laughs> you are going to hell. What? <laughs> I've had... like fucking Shakira. <laughs> Talk like that. I've had so many people email me. Mike. What episode did Harper say that on original? I, I, I have no idea. It was, it was on one of the Smoky Mountain shows, but I have no idea which show it was on. So if you're listening to this and you know which episode that was on, email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and let me know. I would love to know which episode that was because I can't find, I have no clue. We did 200 of those. No idea. No idea whatsoever. Oh, and before I forget, Patreon is on sale through Black Friday weekend. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. When you join annually, you will get two months free. On that note, Hopper, hit the tagline. Let's roll. <laughs>